Hi, and welcome to my CBT podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Osborne. I specialize in cognitive behavioral therapy. And this week I'm going to be talking about the ABCs of CBT. So CBT stands for cognitive behavioral therapy. And I wanted to kind of get back to the basics to teach you some tools to get started with. So if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I hope you've heard me say that my intention is for you to be able to leave each podcast with some tools that you can use right now in your life. Because that's really what CBT is all about, is dealing with what's going on in your life today. When you come in for therapy, we do get to a point where we start addressing some past issues. But with CBT, I want to teach you tools like right now, I'm struggling, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm panicky, I'm scared, you know, I'm angry, whatever you're going through. I want you to be able to start addressing those issues today so you can start feeling better and feel like you have more control in your life. So first, let me also say, I hope everybody's safe and staying well. If you have been sick, I hope you're on the mend. And it's still been a really trying time for all of us as time goes on. There's still a lot of uncertainty, right? You know, we're not sure about when this is going to end. When our states are going to open, people are obviously getting pretty antsy with wanting their states to open up sooner than recommended. So there's a lot of a lot of feelings going on, and we need to have some tools on how to deal with all of this so we can stay grounded and strong and hopeful and know that we're going to get through this difficult time together. So when I say ABC is a CBT, <laughs> what I'm talking about is understanding the, really the basic foundation of CBT which is understanding and figuring out what you're thinking and understanding that that creates your moods, which affects your behaviors and your physical reactions. So you have your thoughts, your moods, behaviors, and physical reactions, and they're all connected and they all happen about three seconds. It's really quick. And we all have about 80 to 90,000 thoughts per day that's going through our head. So I always think that, you know, if I could figure out a hundred of them, I'd be pretty lucky. There's a lot of thoughts that are conscious, unconscious, but they are creating our moods, which affects how we react to things, which is part of your behavior, right? And how we're dealing with our life and then our physical reactions, which can be, you know, your sleep gets messed up, your appetite, you might be crying more, you might be having a harder time concentrating, you might be suffering with headaches more often. Uh, GI upset, muscle tension. There's multiple things that stress can do to you physically. I've heard so many incredible stories of things I never even realized that could happen to people when they're feeling really stressed out and anxious and depressed and worried and all those things. So those four elements are part of the CBT. And the last but not least is your environment, which is a huge factor for all of us right now, right? Because it's our environment that's creating all of these problems that we're feeling because we're stuck in our environment. And we can't go to the environments we want to go to, right? Whether that's work or just going to our favorite park or going to a store and shopping and, you know, all of the different things is our environment's a huge factor. So that is the fifth part of the CBT. So just to reiterate, I want to say it's, you know, your thoughts create your moods, which affect your behaviors, your physical corrections, and then you always want to look at your environment. And part of the environment is also not just being able to go somewhere, but, you know, how's the environment affecting me? If it's negative. Do I need to set boundaries in different circumstances? You might have to leave a work environment because it's hostile or there might be harassment going on. Sometimes you need to leave a relationship. So there's a lot of different things regarding the environment 
but that's a huge factor for us right now, right? Because our environment is mostly our home and we want to look and say what's going on in our home and are we all getting along well? Are we doing what's best for all of us? What can we do to maybe communicate better when we're feeling stressed? So the thing I love, one of the things I love about CBT is there's so many different tools. It's not just one thing. Figuring out what we're thinking opens up so many other paths on addressing things in our lives for ourselves and the relationships we have with other people and even strangers, right? I mean, we're all affecting each other right now regarding the choices that we're making by staying home and being safe and being mindful when we go out to the stores with wearing masks and gloves. You know, I'm thinking about strangers. I'm thinking about people I don't know because I don't want to get anyone sick and I don't want them to get me sick. So the environment is about everything you can think about. And right now it's all of us. So it's a really practical tools that you can learn that you can use right away. So the tool I wanted to teach you today, which is the number one tool I teach my clients and the workbook that I use, which I know I've mentioned before, but it's called Mind Over Mood. And it's by Dr. Dennis Greenberger and Dr. Christine Podesky. Phenomenal book. It's the one I use. There's a lot of other good books out there for sure. <laughs> this is the one that I use with my clients. And I find it really easy read. It's understandable. It's not too overwhelming, especially when people are struggling. Sometimes, you know, reading and comprehension can be tough. So I like using this book for multiple reasons, and that's one of them as well. The main tool that I use in this book or that's taught throughout the book, really, is called a thought record. So a thought record is the tool to figure out what am I thinking, what am I feeling, and being able to really challenge your thoughts. Because you want to remember that just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. And that our thoughts are what we call hot thoughts, which is a thought that's not 100% true. So the problem a lot of people go through is they believe their thoughts are absolute. They're either facts or they're false. And that's just not our reality. So there are some thoughts that are definitely facts, but most of our thoughts are what we call hot thoughts. And that's what really gets us caught up in all of our negative emotions and reacting to things. And we never even stop and even ask ourselves, like, is this even true? It's like, I think it, so it must be true. So I'm going to react to it. And then I, a lot of times may regret how I react to it because I never took the time to really think about it. <laughs> so we really want to learn, how can I even do that? And knowing what you're thinking is a skill in itself. It's easier said than done. What am I thinking? You know, most times I would say when I ask my clients, what were they thinking? Usually the response might be like, I don't know. I was just so upset and overwhelmed and anxious and angry. I don't know what I was thinking, I was th but I know what I was feeling. And so I just, you know, raged at that person or yelled or slammed a door or walked away or whatever the reaction might be. Whatever that behavior is, is just reacting off of that mood. And you want to remember that that's how most people live their life. And I'll explain that a little more as I go through this thought record. So to do a thought record, if you want to take out a piece of paper, take notes, take notes. Because learning the CBT initially, we do a lot of writing until we have it automatically in our head. So I don't do the writing as much anymore because I can do it automatically because I practice so much and I teach people. So the goal is right now to, you know, do a little extra work and put some time into it. So it'll be just automatic. And this is the way you'll think when you're in that situation which is the goal. So I want when you're in that situation that you're having negative moods, right then and there, you're going to be able to figure out what am I thinking? Is it really true? And be able to challenge it. That is the goal. So the thought record I'm going to do today in the situation is just dealing with this pandemic because I figured we can all relate to that. And I have a lot of moods when it comes to how I'm feeling throughout the day. And we can have one mood, we can have 20 moods. 
So the more moods we can identify, it's going to help us, which I'll show you, to identify what we're thinking as well. So we can have lots of moods. So some of the ones that I identify for myself is feeling lost, feeling discouraged, sad, pessimistic, fatigued, bored, worried, scared, fearful, overwhelmed, mad, and feeling helpless sometimes. And those fluctuate and some are stronger than others, which is fine. As long as your mood is there, it doesn't have to be, you know, the strongest mood you've ever had. But it's, if it's there, it's affecting you on some level and we want to address it. And I guess one I didn't mention that I just thought as I'm sharing this with you is grief. You know, that I feel a loss regarding the life that I had before the pandemic was here. And I believe I will get that back. It might be different, but there is loss regarding that. There's loss being able to see other family members, my friends doing the things that I love to do. There's loss in many different ways. All of us have had some level of loss dealing with this. So feeling some grief is part of this for me as well. So you can see I got a lot of thoughts. Some are, you know, rated at maybe 50%. Some are rated at 70. If I'm thinking about 100%, it's the strongest I've ever felt. Lots of different moods going on. And sometimes they just kind of appear and I don't even realize they're coming. But I want to use them as like a red flag of like, okay, I'm having a bad mood. What am I thinking about? Because I'm just not having a mood for no reason. That just doesn't happen. It's always connected to a thought, even if it seems really hard to figure that out. Always connected to a thought. So again, that is my red flag when I'm having a negative mood to say, what am I thinking right now? So what I've used, for example, today is that we'll never get past this, meeting the pandemic. And why I'm using that thought is because it's what we call a hot thought. Again, that is a thought that's not 100% true. So our thoughts are either facts, they're 100% true, or they're hot thoughts. And once you start practicing this and you actually write your thoughts down on paper, you'll see most of your thoughts are going to be hot thoughts. Sometimes all of them might be hot thoughts. And that's an exercise in itself to see that I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head that aren't even true but I'm making decisions based on them. So just think about that for a minute. I've always found that to be one of the most profound things I've learned using CBT is that myself and others make decisions based on thoughts that aren't even true. That's pretty scary when you think about it. And that's why it's so important that we take the time to say, what am I thinking? And is it even true? I really need to figure this out before I go make a decision based on how I'm feeling. Because we just don't make good decisions based on how we feel. Because your feelings fluctuate all the time and quickly. All the time and quickly. One situation could happen and you're reacting to it. And then five minutes later, you find out what really happened. And you're like, oh, I'm not upset at all anymore. Now I kind of feel bad for that person. We don't want to be so judgmental or we don't want to react so quickly to situations. Because a lot of times it's not what it looks like. So my half thought is that we'll never get past this. Okay. So that's my half thought. What am I going to do with it? Well, now I want to ask myself, is there any truth in that? That we're never going to get past this. So whenever you use the word never and always, there usually isn't any evidence to support your thought. They're such absolute words, right? And they can really create a lot of depression and anxiety because if that was true, always and never is like, there's nowhere for us to go. We're just stuck and we're not stuck. So for my example, there really isn't any evidence to support 
that we're never going to get past this. So my next step is to say, okay, what evidence do I have that we are going to get past this? And we use the word evidence, same thing as a fact, because we really want to be specific and look for more evidence. Because otherwise, what we do is we just come up with more negative thinking that supports our negative thinking. That we are all pros at. I don't need to teach you that one. <laughs> we can all come up with negative thoughts that support the negative thought. So that's why we're looking for evidence, we're really looking for facts. If there's anything that supports your thoughts and any evidence that doesn't support it. So I want to share with you what I came up with that doesn't support my hot thought. So my first one is that we've gotten through other crises in our world before. An example that would be, you know, when HIV AIDS came out of the open, we did not know where it came from, how it started, how to treat it. People were dying quickly. It was overwhelming, overwhelming in our health system. And today it is very treatable. People aren't even taking as many medications as they used to have to regarding whatever their cocktail might be. Asymptomatic, people are living full lives with this diagnosis still when they have HIV. So there's a lot of progress we made. So that was just one example that I would say that we've gotten through other crises before. That's a medical one. 9-11 obviously was a huge crisis. That was very scary. What does this mean for our world today? And we've all have gone back and lived in our lives the way we did before. We're maybe more cautious, but I didn't feel my life was any different because of that in recent times regarding how I work and my family and all of those things and how we interact with each other. There's things that happened before I was even alive, right, with the flu back in 1918 and other crises that have happened. So we've always gotten through those. So that would be one. Most people, another piece of evidence, are staying home and staying safe and doing what's best for all of us to get past this. So that gives me some confidence that not just me, but I know many, many people, friends, family, my clients that are doing the right thing and staying home and being protective when they go out so that we're going to get past this because we're all doing the right thing and we're going to be able to flatten the curve. Another piece of evidence is I'm personally doing what I need to do to stay safe and help out in flattening the curve. I know the professionals are working on testing, are working on vaccines faster than ever before. You know, I know it takes years to come with a vaccine. And I also know from listening to the news and reading articles that people are working quickly on this and trying different things to be able to get control of this. The other piece of evidence that I know that we'll get past this is that we all want the same outcome. Again, we've never had a time in the United States, at least, that we've had a pandemic, right? And that there is literally not one person that this has not affected, period. That's a fact. And we all want the same outcome, right? Which is to get a vaccine, get this under control and get our lives back. So that's more evidence that does not support the thought that we'll never get past this. And there's also many times, actually, that I really do feel hopeful. I believe in all of us and I believe that we all are going to do what's best and want to have our lives back and that we can be well and that we can control this so we don't have to worry about it in the future. That creates hope knowing that we all do want the same outcome. So when I have my moments, when you hear so many deaths in one day or all these new numbers coming out of people that are sick, and you have that moment of like, oh my God, we're never going to get through this. What's going on? It doesn't seem to be getting better. You know, I have to step back and say, slow down, slow down, Julie, that, you know, there's lots of evidence that we're going to get through this and that everyone's doing what they need to do. We all want the same outcome and the professionals are working on things and 
people are being also more generous, which is something I didn't add, I want to add now, about giving PPE when they had extra to hospitals or feeding people, surprising people at grocery stores and paying for their groceries. I mean, you're hearing these wonderful stories of people giving back. That also is what's going to help us get through all of this. So there's a lot that creates hope for me. And so once I have all of this evidence that I've created, I want to come up with a new thought that's going to replace my thought that we're never going to get past this. So my new thoughts, which we call balanced or alternative thoughts, right? My first one is that we will get past this, although it's going to take some time. So that's the balance. So I don't want to come across like, oh, everything's fun and merry and everything's great. It's not positive thinking. It's balancing your thoughts and saying, you know, what part is true and what part is not true. My other balanced thought is that, you know, we've dealt with other crises in the past. We've gotten through them and we're even better for them, right? There's so much that we're learning that we're going to use going forward. It's a time also where we've all connected and we're being more thoughtful and more giving and being there for each other. Maybe not being such huge consumers and seeing how the environment has gotten better regarding air pollution, and water pollution, all of those things that we'll be able to go forward and be better for it. Another balanced thought I have for myself is that I'm going to continue to do my part to stay safe and whatever I need to do so that we can move forward in getting better quicker and doing what's best. So instead of me sitting there and being, you know, all of those moods I mentioned, right? Feeling discouraged and sad and fatigued and scared and overwhelmed and helpless. I don't feel those moods as strongly anymore. They come and go based on, you know, the circumstance of the day, but they're pretty low. Once I did this thought record, I was able to regain feeling really hopeful and encouraged and feeling like I have a plan of action and I know what I need to do next. So when I go back to my moods and I ask myself, how am I feeling now? I'm feeling a lot better because I'm not focused on that hot thought that we're never going to get through this, which is really depressing and would leave me in a really bad place. So you do have to take time to go through the steps here, right? What's my situation that's creating my negative moods? What are my negative moods? What are my thoughts? Which ones are hot? The ones that aren't 100% true? Which ones are facts? And then taking my hot thoughts and really challenging them with asking, you know, do I have any evidence to support what I'm thinking? And what evidence do I have that doesn't support it? And coming up with a new thought. The research shows with CBT, that when you change the way you think, you actually change your brain chemistry. Tons of research. Every time they replicate it, they get the same outcome. It's really encouraging knowing like, I can really change my brain chemistry based on how I'm thinking. Because we have so many thoughts a day, right? Our brain is going all day long. Even when you're sleeping, right? You're dreaming, you know, I mean, it, your brain does not shut down. So we really need to be mindful about what am I thinking about? What am I telling my brain? Because my brain doesn't challenge me. My brain doesn't say, oh no, Julie, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. My brain's like, oh my God, yeah, maybe we won't get through this. This is horrible. This is horrible. Nothing's going to get better. Like my brain just takes in what I'm telling it. So I have to be mindful of what I am telling myself. And when I do have my negative thoughts, which I do, and I always will, because I'm a human and none of us are going through life with just great thoughts. I need to be aware of that, first of all, and not just react, right? And say, what am I thinking about? Because I'm really having some really negative moods right now. And is that even true? 
So this is what I look at as the foundation of CBT is doing thought records and figuring out what am I thinking. And when I work with clients and I'm able to ask them different questions, there's lots of times, you know, I see that light bulb, boom, just go off. And they're like, wow, I didn't think about it that way. Or I didn't even know I was thinking that, but I am. Because we just go down this rabbit hole of negative thoughts. And even though we're not aware of them, believe me, they do affect you. And that's why it's so great to learn CBT and to be able to use these tools and know that regardless of how I'm feeling, I can change that because it's created by how I'm thinking about things. And that is definitely the ABC of CBT. So using the Mind Over Move book is a great place to get started. It's very helpful with our therapy sessions, but I encourage anyone to get that book if that's the one you want to use. Or There's other great books out there too with CBT. Another one that I've been training with with Dr. Burns is Feeling Good, another great book. So you can do this on your own. When you come to therapy, we tend to get a little deeper, but don't feel like you have to go to therapy to start learning these tools. It's just if you have that motivation and you're willing to be a little disciplined because it takes a little discipline to do this. If you're feeling that bad, it's not going to be easy just to change things. You got to put some work into it. So working through the workbook, doing the exercises, practicing, it really does make a difference. And the great news I want to share too is that it doesn't have to take long. CBT is considered short-term therapy. So I always tell my clients when they're like, how many sessions is it going to take? I always say, you know, it really depends on you. The more you put into it, the quicker you're going to get better. And I've had some clients get better quicker than I ever even imagined. <laughs> and they're like, I'm good. And I'm like, are you sure? It hasn't been a long time. They're like, I am good. And they really, you know, take to this and they use it and it really makes a difference. So I wouldn't ask you to spend your time on anything I didn't think would be helpful. I know this works. I practice what I preach. I use all the tools that I teach my clients every single day, every single day. So another little nugget of a tool you can use when you're starting to practice this is that when you have a negative mood, just ask yourself, what am I thinking? You want to get into the habit of getting into your thoughts. I notice for myself that when I have a negative mood, I'm in my thoughts a lot quicker than I was before I knew this, where in the past, before I knew CBT, I also would just react off of my moods and think about my thoughts later and then have to probably clean up a mess I made. So now I'm like, okay, what am I thinking? When I communicate with people that are upset, family members, my kids, my, you know, my husband, whoever, I'll just go to, you know, what are you thinking before just addressing like how they're feeling and just trying to make them feel better because that's not going to work. So for yourself, for others, you know, get into that habit. What am I thinking? Ask the person, what are you thinking when they're upset? Get people to start really figuring out what are they thinking and is it even true? So that's my tool for today. I hope you found it helpful. I know if you use it, it will be. Any ideas for the show? Any questions? Especially if you start working on this workbook and you're doing the exercises, you know, feel free to call or email. And I'd love to be able to answer those and give you some more direction. Stay well, stay safe. We will get through this. And thanks again for your time and listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of My CBT Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week for another episode. You can find me on Facebook at Dr. Julie Osborne or Instagram at My CBT Podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Stay safe and make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel.
Whoa, Poe Productions. <laughs>